hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin West. To order or download additional resources, please visit kevinwest.org. In Him is eternal. It swallows up beginning and end. It swallows it up. There is no beginning and there is no end in Him. You were in God before you were born in this earth. You'll be in God after you leave this earth. Eternal. But while you're here on earth, that you become aware that you're in God, you can live a life in this earth, in the temporary, in God, in peace. Why? Because you know you were with him before and you're with him after. You're not cognizant of what you were before. You will be a cognizant of what you will be after. Why? Because he woke you up here. You become awakened to the identity of who you are, who he is, at your appointed time in the earth. Now that you're here, after this earth is over, you'll know what happened before here, what happened during here, and you'll know, happen to know what happened there because it all ties into the eternal. Y'all follow me? Listen to this. The first chapter of Genesis says this, God created the heavens and the earth, right? The earth was without form and void and darkness covered the face of the deep. If you've heard me speak before, you'll know what I'm saying when I say darkness. Darkness to us is not just, just the absence of light. Darkness is ignorance. It's obscurity. It's the lack of knowledge. It's walking around in the dark. You ever talk to people and you go, after a while you go, they don't have a clue. They're in the dark, right? That means they're oblivious to the reality of their life or the reality of the situation. They're in the dark. Well, the enemy has legal right in the ignorance, in the dark. He operates and functions in the dark. Jesus said it, or God said it this way, I created the heavens and the earth. Darkness was upon the face of the earth, or darkness covered the face of the earth, it was without form of orb. Then the, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and then God said, let there be light. Not light bulb, revelation, illumination, understanding. Aha, I get it. Let the aha, I get it, be separated from what you don't know, the ignorance. Make sense? So there is people, there are people, most of us are living our life today with aha in lots of areas and ohs in many others. We don't know what we don't know. And where the areas where we're ignorant and don't know is darkness. And in that darkness is where the enemy is cleaning our lunch. We sing songs that say, Brendan sings one here, the anthem. What's it say? How's that, how's, that, how's that go? The anthem we sing? You have won the victory. Um, what else? You won it all for me. Death could not hold you. You're the risen king. That's wonderful. Until you come to my house on Thursday or Friday, and it doesn't look like it's a risen king. I know we sing about the devil being defeated, you're defeated, we got his, our, feet, our feet are on his neck, um, things are going wonderful, uh, the work is finished, Jesus, you're all that, the devil's defeated, I took back what the enemy stole from me, but then I look around at all of our lives 
And I go, where's the evidence of that song? Right? So we either are singing for something to happen in the future, or we're ignorant in darkness. And I'm not talking sin. I'm talking ignorance. Right? Jesus, God said it this way. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He separated the light from the darkness. Jesus comes to town, and he says, here's guys, here's what, here's what, here guys, what I, want, I want to tell you. You all thought I'd come just to bring peace, but I really came to divide. Divide what? I divide the mother-in-law from the son-in-law. And, the father, and you're going, what? How are you dividing families? No. He came to divide like Genesis chapter 1 did. He came to divide the light from the darkness. So Jesus come, and what he's really saying is, I come to divide. You thought I'd come to, to bring all this peace, and everybody's going to be happy, live, live happily ever after. I'm just telling you, I come to separate revelation from ignorance. Those that will receive me as the light will be separated from those that are dark. Walking around into, we have made it, and it's, the, it's one of the best tricks the enemy, if, if, if you were the enemy, you would do the same thing. If you're the devil, you'd do the same thing. You'd make it a sin or not sin issue, because that's black and white. But ignorance can stay in the gray. Right? The church preaches the message. I don't know about you, but you gotta, we got to get you saved. Well, you come out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Right? Well, unless you continue in the light, in the truth, you'll continue to walk in darkness. You may have the light to know that he can save you, but do you have the revelation in all the aspects of the kingdom that he has for you. I'm gonna say this to you. This is gonna be a hard saying. This is true. The Bible says that the seed is within itself, right, to reproduce. People that have financial issues or having financial issues, and we're in that situation here with the church, kind of believing that the Lord's gonna do this. We pray, but I can't find it. I look through the scripture over the last two or three days, I've gone through the entire Bible. I mean, searching. I can't find where prayer is a seed for finance. Well, there's a holy hush. No matter how hard I would try, I'm not going to have a, 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 an African child. Me and Lisa will not have an African child. Why? It's not inside our DNA. You will only reproduce after your own kind. So what's inside of you will reproduce. The seed is within itself. Are you all following what I'm saying? So... If you have the seed, which is Christ in you, which is the seed, he's the seed, he's the word, inside of you is everything you need for life and happiness. That's what the scripture says. Here's the challenge. If that is really true, why aren't we seeing fulfillment in our life in lots of areas that we're struggling with? 
why is it that most people in the church, we all have issues. You're never going to be issueless. But what is it about the church, about what about our lives, that we're not really seeing this overwhelming, overcoming, victorious, triumphant church? Why is that? I'm going to tell you today that darkness still covers the face of the deep. And while the church is preaching the darkness of sin, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to share today is the darkness of ignorance. Anybody can preach against sin because we know what it is. I can't preach against darkness. I can rebuke darkness. I can have them turn that light out back in the back of that room right there. It'll be pitch dark in here. And I can say, darkness, go in Jesus' name. It's not going to change. I could say, I could spin, I could get the praise team, the choir to come back up, and I can get the right song to play, and we can all get in a three-point stand and get ready. And we could say, on three, everybody together, because we'll be in unity then. <laughs> right? We'll all be in unity, and we'll go, one, two, three, darkness, go. And it's not kind of an odd. Or I can just say, light, flip on. And they flip the switch, and the light comes on. And nobody had to dance, shake, rattle, and roll. Why? Because we know how it works. Right? I refuse, and this, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. We're living in a moment, in a time, where there is going to be so much movement across the globe and across, across your life. You're going to have to be quick to hear. Right? And quick to understand. You're going to have to because things are going to happen so quickly. I mean, I've never seen the pace pick up like it's picking up. I've never seen it. It's happening so fast it's making people's heads spin. You come on. You got a hurricane in Texas. Less than a week later, you got a hurricane in Florida. You got fires out in the West Coast. You got another hurricane forming behind this hurricane down in Florida now. <coughs> Excuse me, so you've got all this stuff happening. It's fast paced. And while most of us, are, and Steph did this right when she was praying about the hurricane down in Florida, she also personalized it, okay? Here's what the scripture says. This is what I wanna take about 10 minutes to talk about. I'm, I'm really getting past the point of just get, getting a bunch of excited people in a, in a locker room and getting you pumped up for a real hard game, and we walk out and run out on the field through a, people hold the, the, whatever that's called for us, what the cheerleaders do, and we run out and on the field, and we get our head beat in, and we come back into the locker room at halftime and go, whew, that was a tough first half, and then we get back out and do the same thing again. Some things have to change, all right? We, you have an enemy, but I'm not so sure that your enemy is who you think it is. Your enemy is darkness, and darkness is not the sin that we're looking at. The sin is a result of the darkness. If we can turn on the light, the revelation of, of God, then all of a sudden our behavior begins to change. Okay? So, so it says this in Luke chapter 13. I think Luke chapter 19, verse 13, it says this. He says, Jesus was pulled these guys together, his disciples together, he had just um, 
had a, an illumination with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was up in this tree hiding from him. Zacchaeus sees him coming along. Jesus says, hey, come on down from the tree. You know, and I saw you. Zacchaeus says, my God, how does he know who I am? Uh, Zacchaeus has this, this encounter. And then Jesus looks at him and says, your, your, your salvation has come to your whole house today, Zacchaeus. Next verse. He says, guys, this, this certain man was, was there to be a, a king. And he, had, he called 10 of his people together. Luke chapter 19. Here he said, I'm going to give you what you need. But I want you to occupy until I come. That word occupy means I want you to do business. I want you to, and if you drill down on business, it's deed. I want you to, I want you to own. I want you to buy. I want you to trade. I want you to traffic. It goes on to say this. You drill down another word, it says pragmatically. That's where we get our word pragmatic. I want you to be practical. You've got to be relevant. In other words, I want you to do business. I want you to occupy until I come. And I want you to, to be practical. I want this to be able to be lived by. I want it to be tangible. I want it to be real. I don't want it to be some, some sort of esoterical, conceptual, theoretical, what's way out there type of thing where everybody just kind of says, wow. No, no, no. It's got to, in other words, show me when I come back how you occupied. I want to see tangible evidence of stuff happening in your life. I want, I want to see it. I want you to occupy till I come. But here's, he goes on to say this. The rest of the passage of scripture, here's what it says. It says, listen, you're going to have to get over some things. You're going to have to see some things a little bit differently. Because unless you operate in the light, you'll be ignorant and the enemy will have a legal right to play with you and mess with you in your area of darkness. And you're going, oh my God. So here's what we've done. We've taken the message of the gospel. We've made it, don't do this, do this. Don't do this, do this. That worked when you first got saved. Okay, because you had to learn what was right and what was wrong, just like a little kid. But when you get to be a teenager and you become moving on and pressing on to an adult age, there's some whys. And I'm talking about W-H-Y. We got to have some understanding. Why is that? Caden's at an age now where I, before I used to say, don't touch that, that's hot. Now he's learning what makes that hot. Right? You don't walk out in front of a car that's moving. So now he has to learn to see the traffic that's coming in both directions, not just what's in front of him. So he progressively learns. As the church is maturing into the place that we are today, moving into this threshold, crossing over this threshold, we're gonna to have to make some shifts. And one of the number one things we have to make some shifts are is that God is not about to do anything. God has already finished what he started. We might be walking into what he's already finished because we haven't come there yet, but he's not about to do anything else. God's about to, God's about to, God's about to. Listen to me. He has already finished. On day one, he created the heavens and the earth. You know that? On day seven, he rested. And he looked and he said, it is good, I have finished my work. On day six, he created man and gave them dominion over all the earth. He created both male and female, placed them in this place and said, hey guys, 
I've, I've finished all my work. He created all the, 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 the habitations of everything on day six. On day six. That's what it says. On day six, he created a man. A new man was created on day six. Right? That is a picture of the cross on day six, because Sunday was the, f- the first day of the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is day six. On day six is Good Friday, which we celebrate. Good Friday was the day he was crucified, right? Crucified on Good Friday. Everybody agree with me there? <coughs> what? <coughs> Excuse me, wasn't there a new man created that day? Out of the side, his bride was birthed on Good Friday. On Saturday, there was nowhere to be found. Day seven, he rested. He was buried. Day eight, he walked away on Sunday. A new day began. They begin to see him again on day eight, right? He begins walking around. Why? It's a new beginning. Why? Day six, when man was created, the next thing God did was rest. The next thing he did after he rested, he resurrected. When he resurrected, a brand new life began. When you get saved, born again from God, your old man has passed away. Behold, all things are good, new. Your resting begins after your new birth. Are you following me? So now you're in him. He's resting. You're resting in him. Now you can live a brand new life on like on day eight as a new beginning and living this life together. Your whole life now has been awakened. You're now able to see things you've never seen before. What do you get to see? That first thing you have to understand is that all things in itself has the ability to recreate. So the seed within itself has the ability, every corn, piece of corn, ear of corn, has the seed within itself. Every acorn or tree has the, 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 the seed within itself. Every person has the seed within itself. Everything. So mercy has seed within mercy. Kindness has seedness, uh, uh, seed within its kindness. Money has se- uh, seed within itself and money. Are you following what I'm saying? Healing has seed within itself for healing. It, everything has its, it's already set up and already completed and it's all already in God. So now the question we have to wake up to is I've got to learn to live in a revelatory illuminated life trusting that old things are passed away and all things truly are new. That means I have a new marriage. I've got to learn now to live in the light over here was everything was hidden. Everything here is exposed. Everything over there is, I'm afraid. Everything here is, no, I have faith. I'm confident. I, I, I trust. I, I'm, I'm okay. Every, over here, somebody's ready to pounce on you and talk about you. Over here, you don't really care if they talk about you or not because you're not in that. You're in this. Am I making sense to anybody this morning? Most important, you've got to go from the darkness into light. And the enemy lives in that area of darkness in your area of ignorance. So what happens is God will put people in your life in relationship to pull you into revelation, into illumination. The enemy will pull you people, put people in your life to keep you in darkness. We, we call it in the church or in the, in the church world, we call it, we said, they just, that pulls, they pull them right back into sin. No, listen, once the light goes on and you have the knowledge of who you are and who he is, nothing changes from there. Because once the revelation, you don't have to go back and try to figure out what you used to be. You now have illumination and be able to see clearly for the way things really are. So here's three things I want to give you this morning 
after you've come from darkness into light, that you're going to have to do, you can trust God in every aspect of your life. That's illumination. That's revelation. You can trust him, but you don't understand. There's storms all around me. It doesn't change the light that you can trust him. My body's not lining up with what my, I know the Bible says. I understand, but it doesn't change the fact that you can trust him. You can trust him when you can't see him. You can trust him when everybody's working against you. You can trust him when things seem like they're falling apart. You can trust him when you're, 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 you're coming up against the, the pressures of life and, and you're not, it's not happening the way you think it's happening. You can trust him. The temptation from being ignorant is to manipulate your circumstances and situations and help God along a little bit. But trust says, come hell or high water, I'm not putting my hands on this to go back to ignorance. I'm gonna trust him in the light. And let's say it doesn't happen like you think it should have happened and it all falls apart, even though you said and you thought and you felt and you knew and everything else didn't happen, then God has to resurrect that thing from the dead even if it dies in front of your face because you can trust him. Because all trust went into the, the Jesus and he died. And everybody that put their trust in him were disappointed. Sometimes your disappointments is the very thing that God will use to bring an accelerated life. Do you know you'll never enter into rest, which is day seven, until you enter into day six, which is the death. And what does death mean? Death means you're putting an end to yourself. I no longer feel that I'm the only one carrying this responsibility. I, I no longer feel separated from the Lord. I, I know the Lord's got me. Whether I'm here or whether I, I go on to be with the Lord, the Lord's got me. Whether, whether this works in my advantage or what, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whether I burn in the fiery furnace or not, he's got me. Whether, 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 whether I look like a fool or not, he's got me. And if I end up looking like a fool, it'll only be temporary because there's only two days between the sixth and the eighth day. Man, Adam had it all. Do you know why there's hurricanes spinning out of control and tornadoes spinning out of control and all this stuff? Adam was placed in the garden. In the midst of the garden, it was a, a, a reserv, reservation. The, sorry about that. To be a Native American. There's a reserva, reservation. It, had, it was sovereign. The Garden of Eden was sovereign and Adam was placed in it. It had its own rules and the rules were from heaven. Right? And God said, I want you to take that sovereign nation that I placed you in and I want you to expand and encroach on the world and I want you to take that sovereignty that I placed in you and I take it all over the world. And I want you, the world, that earth, they're, they're in darkness. They're ignorant. They don't know. They don't know that I'm good. They're suspicious of me. Tell them that I'm good. They doubt me. Tell them they can trust me. Tell them, explain to them who I am. Demonstrate in a practical way who I am to them. I want you to, dem I don't want you just to go tell them how good I am. I want you to show them how good I am. I don't want you to just to tell them that I can heal. I want you to demonstrate I can heal. I don't want you to show them how they can start a business by the textbook. I want you to show them and demonstrate how you start a business by practical ways. Let it be successful. I want you to build a population of people and begin to encroach into the world knowing I've got you every step of the way. 
right? So, but then he told him, Adam, listen, as long as you listen and connect it to me, the minute you fall and you rebel, you're going to become in darkness. There's going to be a separation and you're going to begin to see through a glass darkly, not seeing through clear light. Adam and Eve sinned. When they fell and transgressed, guess what? The enemy had right legal tender to everything in darkness. So here's mankind trying to get it to come. Why do you think when Jesus was crucified on that day, the entire earth and, and, and became dark? Darkness fell upon the entire earth. Why? Death took place. Jesus crucified darkness. He crucified death and he crucified ignorance. You can trust him. That's number one. The minute you begin to doubt, you're in ignorance. Sorry. I doubt too. I, I, I vacillate from back and forth. I get, when the pressure gets hot, I'm going, dear God, where are you? Like this past week, we're going, we need this $79,000. And come Friday, come along. And I thought, well, God, if I, I felt pretty responsible all week until Friday came. And I said, I'm going home, Lord. You stay open. I'm tired. I'm, I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I got to go to a football game tomorrow. I'm, I'm tired. Caden's got a game. I got practice. I'm, I'm wore out. And Lord, you, you're going to have to do this. I can't do this. And, and, and I felt like the Lord was just telling me, well, we both can't do it together. We call it co-laboring in the church, but really it's just co-worrying. <laughs> and I'm not worrying anymore. I'm just telling you, I'm at a place right now. I'm going to say, I just can't do it because it, you know, th this, this church will be here long after I die. I just don't want it to be anytime soon, right? So I, I kind of come to the end of myself this Friday and I said, I'm not gonna worry about it anymore. I'm not gonna worry about it. Now Saturday came along and I started worrying again, right? But I sure got, got a good Friday night out of it, right? And all of a sudden it's the pressure starts happening. But the Lord reminded me is I can trust him. The enemy wants me to get over here because here's what happens. When you get over here in darkness and ignorance again, you start trying to figure out, your, feel your way through. Man, I, I can't see. I can't see. So you, you, you become afraid. So you begin to put steps in place in your life to, to compensate for what you can't see. And he doesn't want you over here. He wants you over here in the light. It's better to be blinded by the light than to feel your way through shadows. All right? And I, I tell you, and I know the difference. When the Lord has got his hand upon your life and things are beginning to happen and you can't see it, you feel like you're being sucked through and sucked forward and things are happening and you're going, dear God, I can't take credit for this if I wanted to, right? But then there always comes a time when things just come to a pause and you go, whoa, Lord, what happened to the suction point here? We were moving pretty fast and fluid here for a while and all of a sudden now you, you kind of stopped on me. If you're getting tired, Lord, tell me, we'll just take a break. Right? And the Lord's going, no, I'm, tr I'm trusting that you're going to trust me in the pause. Can you, can you, when I'm sitting down here and I have to go meet a woman by the Samaritan at the well, are you going to just stand there and be with me? Or are you going to just go ahead of me? Are you going to put this thing on your fast track? Or are you going to just trust me? You can trust him. You can trust him. Number two, 
you're not going to be able to escape this. You're going to have to get in the kingdom investments in your money. And I'm not talking about just giving money in the offering. I'm talking about your money is going to have to become the Lord's. And that's a bold thing for a preacher to say. I'm not going to receive another offering today. It's going to have to become the Lord's. Now, many of you, I already know, whatever the Lord tells you to do, the Lord gives you the money. But here's the deal. Do you not think he's setting you up for retirement anyway? Do you not think he set you up this part to get you where you are now? And all of a sudden now, when you reach the age of accountability, which means you're only a few years from retirement, all of a sudden now we begin to go, oh, I got to be responsible here. No, he's led you all the way to this point. You think he's going to let you go there? No, no, no. You're going to have to trust him with your money. That means he's going to tell you perhaps to invest into something, to buy something, to sell something. I don't know how he's going to tell you to do it. I'm just telling you, I think you need to put your money out before the Lord and say, Lord, this long is this, this, this is all of yours. I don't, you tell me what I need to do with it. And he may look at you and say, I'm well pleased. You keep doing what you're doing. I'm telling you, he said, occupy till I come. And if you look at that whole passage of scripture, he was talking about money. He was talking about investment. King James says, occupy. New King James says, do business. New Living Translation says, buy and sell and trade. Okay? Why? Because I come to a point, man, some of you have given years of your life in service in, 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 to your job and your work. And then you come to a place in your life and you're going, oh my God. So now fear grips in because we, God, the, the very foundation that you were standing on has been rocked. And you're going, my God, what do I do now? The same thing you did, if, if being ignorant 18 years ago, or 20 years ago, or 30 years ago, got you in the job, what makes you think now you're on your own? When you didn't know any better, he blessed you. How much more are you going to get blessed when you're in the light? He while you were yet in your sin, let me say it this way. While you were yet in your darkness, he died for you. Now that you're in the light, we have an opportunity to go forward with our eyes wide open, trusting what we can't see with the natural eye, but trusting what we see with our heart. And God will always put people around you that can see further than you can see. And see inside things you can't see. And he would, you can trust those people. You can trust them. They're not going to put you to take you down the wrong path. They're going to tell you, teach you the, yeah, I got, I, I used to get frustrated with people. I'd be going through a, a real situation and there'd be always somebody over here that was going, I'm just trusting in the Lord. I, it's just going to work out. And I used to think to myself, man, if I could just get a hold of that person right now, because it really sounds good to you, but you're not walking in my shoes. And then I realized later that everybody's got shoes they're walking in. Right? So it's a little easier to see it from somebody else's perspective, but sometimes the Lord will use that situation to turn your situation around, just as a confirmation or a, a word of encouragement. So it, it's going, you're going to have to lay your finances out in front of him. I'm talking about as a family, as a unit, as a group, you're going to have to lay them out and say, God, here they are. What do you want me to do? How do I steward what you've given me? Good? You can trust him. You can trust him with your life. You can trust him with your stuff and your money. And you can trust him with the gifts that he's placed inside of your life, inside your heart. What is that thing that he placed inside of you that's unique? That if you look back, you see like months and years of just 
training that you had either on the job, outside of the job, life training, life circumstances. Some people, I know a guy one time, he, he experienced lots of deaths in his family. I mean, he had lots of deaths. I mean, it's just like, God, he became like a, a guy who just experienced lots of deaths. But he found himself around people that was, he was encouraging them all the time because they were, had lost some loved ones. So he always seemed like to have the right thing to say. And it wasn't like he was just blowing smoke. He had the right thing to say because he had the experience that he had had. So he, finally, we just realized that he's an encourager. The guy that experienced all these deaths become the encourager to other people. Didn't make sense. But he was able to encourage people around him. So we started identifying, what is it about your life? And what is it that God has put inside of you that you look back over your resume of your life or what you're building in your resume that you know you had nothing to do with that but something happened supernaturally to make you who you are today. Amen. Whatever that is, is what God will use in the future of your life. Now, it comes about looking like it's tangible in like a business or it's, a, it's an encourager, but what is the thing? And I'm gonna tell you this, it's typically the adversity of your life that God uses as training and tools to equip you for your future. I know a person that was on the deathbed of cancer, deathbed, given up to die on cancer. And we all, everybody that I know went and prayed for this person. And the person got worse. I mean, we're talking just a matter of death. Something happened inside that guy and he just, I don't know what happened other than the fact is I can only explain it was God. He got it so pumped up and excited one day because he had a, the light went on and he said, I'm not dying. Everybody around him said he was dying. We had prayed every prayer we knew. He wasn't dying. He said he wasn't dying. I thought, man, you know, and everybody does this thing, bless his heart. You know, he's dying. No, he's dying. He, okay, yeah, we'll just, every, we'll just come and gather him every day, just wipe his forehead. That's what was happening. He was at that place where they were putting the sponge in his mouth. He was dying. He said, I'm not dying. And everybody's, he's hallucinating. Finally, things start turning around on him. And he starts getting better, get stronger. Now the man gets healed of the cancer. Wasn't anybody that prayed for him that did it other than the fact that he had a light went off. He came out of ignorance and into darkness, or into light. That's all I know to tell you. Something happened inside of him that illuminated. He came up out of that hospital, and I'm not joking. He's like, you know how people go bear hunting or uh, you know, hunting for like wild animals in Africa, game hunting? He's the cancer hunter to this day. He's not afraid of it. Doesn't affect him. He goes, no, I was on the threshold of death and I looked cancer in the eye. I beat it. Now cancer's afraid of him. He believes cancer's afraid of him. So he is now, gets up every day looking for people he can pray <coughs> that have cancer because he's not afraid of cancer. Now, whatever the Lord uses from your life, your adversity will be the very thing that you'll be blessing other people with in the future. So what am I telling you today? You can trust him. You can trust him with your life. You can. In the light, you can trust him. You can trust him with your stuff. Lay it out in front of him. Put him to the test. This is your stuff. This is your house. This is your car. This is your money. This is your career. This is, I got it. Here it is, God, right here, right here. 
You gave it to me. Lord, I didn't, I'm not even smart enough to make it all work, but you did. Even when I was walking in darkness, you brought it all here. So God, now that it's here, what do I do with it now? Where does it go? How, does, how, do I, how, do I, how do I, is it your harvest or is it your seed? Do we sow it back into him? And I'm not talking about sowing it into like writing checks. I'm talking about sometimes you have to sow it in your heart and say, God, this is yours. And then let him begin to show you what the harvest looks like from that seed. And the third thing is, I'm telling you this, you guys gotta get a hold of this because we're moving into a place right now as the church, as things unfold, we finish things out, you're gonna see things happen in healing realms. You think I'm crazy, but do you think Jesus is the only one that was supposed to stop a storm over in Israel? He's gonna raise up people and raise up people just like us. You're the one. We don't need to look for another. And it's through our disappointment, it's through our losses, through our tragedies, through our discouragements, through our pressures of life, through our wine presses, that the Lord will squeeze you so tight. And through that process, He'll make you great because He'll squeeze out what's really inside of you. So let me encourage you today. Shift your mind from sin and holiness to revelation and light from ignorance. What is it that you don't even know you don't know? Those areas that you don't know you don't know, the areas that you're ignorant and darkness is there, that's, the enemy, that's where the enemy has all these disciplines, like a playground for him because he can toy around and hide behind the shadow. See, there are shadows, and Jesus stepped forward out of the shadow in the Old Testament and came into light. And here's how this works. Jesus looked at them and said, guys, I'm the light of the world, but I'm leaving. I'm stepping back into the shadow. So you can become the light of the world. Guess what? You're the light of the world. What? Yeah, you're the light of the world. Even with all my junk, oh gosh, especially with all your junk. Amen. Would you stand with me? For the rest of the month of September, I'm gonna open and unpack this thing because I got a feeling that we're gonna need it as we move into the, the 2018 and beyond years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna unlock the answer for addiction. I'm gonna unlock the answer for divorce and hostility and anger. I'm gonna, I'm gonna unlock the, 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 the answer, the solution or the light for, for sickness and disease. And I think you're gonna find it's not that difficult. It's just not that difficult. We've made it difficult because we've had to surf through all the mess and the bad teachings and stuff that I even done myself and I'll have to repent as we go forward here. All right? But the Lord is unlocking something. There is a way to be free and to be free indeed. Amen. In your deed, in your doing.
in your action, in your life, in your practical living, free in that. That's what he's wanting us to happen. No more is Jesus just a concept. No more is just Christianity versus the world or God and the devil. Man, I'm telling you, I'm gonna unlock something for you next week that's gonna shake your foundation because the Bible doesn't say that, the, that Satan is the enemy of God. It says he's the enemy of you, but it doesn't say he's the enemy of God. God doesn't have any enemies. He's reconciled them all back to himself. Oh God, I should have opened that up at 1230, should I? You're gonna find out, I promise you. Next week, we're gonna unpack some more of this stuff. As we walk this thing out, you're gonna see that the Satan is already under your feet. That can't be more than just, a, has to be more than a, just a song. And addictions, um, things that, that are got this huge alarm over our life right now that, that are causing us all to run scared, it's because we see its shadow we haven't walked out in the light. Father, in Jesus' name, reveal yourself. It's you, it's all you. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. That can't be some slogan on the back of a business card. That can't be just something we put on the internet and hope it just uh, salutes you. It has to become a pragmatic reality in our life practical, that we can touch it and we can see it, that God, you begin to restore families, restore lives, restore people, let them have peace again, let them have joy again, let them have strength again, that they will be able to see you for who you really are. Open up this thing to us, God, like we've never seen before. Let the kingdom become a reality and let Jesus be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you all. We'll see you Wednesday night at 7 right here and next Sunday morning.